0: This is a warning to the Earth Force's ship and all Zap forces in the vicinity. You are currently approaching Orb Union territory. Alter your course at
1: once. In defense of our neutrality, we strictly prohibit all armed ships, aircraft,
0: and mobile suits from entering our waters.
1: Turn your forces at once. Who does this guy think he's kidding?
0: I repeat, alter your course at once.
1: This is your final warning. Should you fail to change your course, we will exercise our nation's right to defend itself and we will open fire on you.
2: And welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best and only episode by episode podcast about Gundam seed. Tyler hates it when I repeat things. I'm Jeremy. I'm an orb
0: weaver. I'm Tyler.
2: I make, just oh Make I, a joke about killing spiders. Zach. I had a
1: I had a joke and then it just totally, totally left. My name is Zach.
0: <laughs> not the <laughs> typical ter- mastermind tonight. <laughs> no, no, I am
1: I'm
2: most certainly most certainly not. This is the podcast where I tried not to do intro jokes. So, oh, well, I have the same intro every time, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) It seems like it should be the easier one. That's what I'm saying. That's what threw me off so badly.
0: Yeah. So I forgot. I'm sorry. I broke the format. I just like I was thinking about how we get to see Orb for the first time. I'm like, there are Orb Weavers, the spiders, I guess. Orbs in Super Robot Wars V. And J And Q.
2: I don't think that's a game yet
0: are they really important enough to be their own country because it seems like this seems like it's going to be another asteroid episode to me but
2: yes they are important <laughs> enough. so we're going to watch episode 25 land of peace this week do we have anything we want to talk about
0: beforehand i think we can probably get into it pretty quick i mean the episode certainly gets into it pretty quick so. i want more super robot wars games <laughs> That's all need, I got. Do you well, need more seed characters in your super warball? No, right? I yeah.
2: want Code Geos characters actually. You say, "Welcome to my life." About two years ago, Zach. It's not a <laughs> terrible place to be.
0: <laughs> actually, what mechs are there in Code Geos That I mean, there's there's only the two, basically, right?
1: The Lancelot, the Galahad, the uh, the Guinevere. No, I don't think that's one of them.
0: The Sir Robin,
1: the, uh, brave, brave, brave. I'm drawing Robin. A blank <laughs> what mech is, but. The, it's the Gurren The Gurren Mark II, that's right. Yeah. I really like that one.
0: But there are quite a few. It's got the cool, um, oh, what do they call it? It's the underwater mobile suit that you can play in Battle Assault 2. Um. The Hygog? Yes, it's got the cool Hygog arm. Speaking of Gundam, we're halfway through Gundam Seed, guys. Yeah, I noticed that when I was scrolling through the, uh, totally legit copy of all the episodes that i have that we're halfway through all of them
2: it's downhill from here <laughs> disagree but we'll get into it soon this is the last time we have we're gonna see this opening the last time i'm gonna have to edit out a snark about bouncing boobs <laughs>
0: <laughs> well if it okay, wasn't until so- the fourth opening when i'm going to have to do it twice as much if it wasn't so blatant i wouldn't have to laugh at it <laughs> i'm totally mature we don't get a new ending until a few more weeks
2: So what do we think about the series halfway through? I find this to be kind of the series' most awkward point. Like, the Andrew Waltfield stuff is great. The space stuff before I really like. But I really find the pacing here awkward. We've talked about how Water Commander Man was not (laughs) a
0: great villain. Yeah, he seemed like a filler villain that didn't really need to exist. My opinion kind of got summed up. It's all downhill from here. A villain, if you will. Well, there was the awesome... Athrin Kigali Island episode not too long ago. What
1: last episode?
0: Yeah. Not too long ago. It's yeah, been a month. Like,
1: no, there's some there's some stuff,
0: but in general, we we're on the downslope. I mean we're not even to Destiny yet. I know. Okay.
2: I, mean, I agree we're on the downslope. We just do an amazing pull up with some spins and <laughs> Anakin Skywalker is cool. <laughs> Wait, what? No, no, he's not. So when did that happen? De- see Destiny is all about how Anakin Skywalker is not cool. but yeah i guess uh we can get in it into it i feel like there's something else i usually do when we start oh yeah so since it's been a month oh yeah the uh, recap about the captain
0: americas yeah
2: all right so if for some reason you haven't been watching this or watching the series or listening to our podcast and decided to start halfway through our hero is kira yamato he is a protagonist, but he's also a space future man whose genes were worked on to uh, make him awesome. All of the other space future mans live up in space, in space colonies, and they decided they hate normal people. Because it's the future. So they invented giant robots and declared war on them. But Kira decided to side with the regular people because he has some regular people friends. <laughs> His best friend, though, is Athrun Zala,
0: who is another space future man. They have the most intense bromance.
2: Yes, but they're on opposite sides of this war, and Athernzala has just led his team to find the Archangel, which is the ship on which Kira is stationed, and is going to attack it. He also just got stranded on an island with Kira's not-girlfriend, Kigali.
0: Who I'm predicting is his sister, They had lots the of way. hijinks. <laughs> There's also Moolaflaga, he's the best. Who I'm predicting is their secret father. Mou's because he's,
2: he's too awesome not to be. <laughs> And, uh, Flay Alster, who is Kira's actual girlfriend, but they just kind of are into each other and had some nice sex. Who well, I'm predicting and is Cersei common. Lannister. <laughs> Trying to analyze the series, she's just a person that lots of bad stuff happened to.
0: And did not respond. Re- yeah, she did not respond well to those <laughs> bad things. Well, maybe if they ever gave her a freaking job. That is true. It's weird that they never, like, even gave her, like, scullery duty or something. To be fair, that's not her fault. No, it's not, but, like, it's it's weird even as a plot thing, like, she doesn't have a role on the ship. It stands Morale out. Morale,
1: officer, for the pilot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, like, I feel like everyone on the ship should know that she's depressed because she saw her father die, and, like, giving her mundane task to do would probably help with that. On the
2: other hand, their doctor is terrible and clearly not cleared for psychology. Who is their doctor? The guy who's like, ah, oh, Kira's the best. He can, like, beat illnesses. Oh, that and- guy. <laughs> I don't think he has a name.
0: Well, he's clearly not Bones. He's like anti-Bones. He's Dr. Skin. <laughs>
2: also, there's Izak. He's one of Atherin's buddies who hates Kira because he has a scar. <laughs>
0: there's there's Nickel. He has green hair. And there's Diarka, who is like anti-Izak, except not. They're friends, because they're <laughs> opposites. Am I forgetting anything? Um, I mean, we haven't mentioned Rao, but he doesn't show uh, up in yeah, this episode. Rao so. Crusade is a bad
2: guy. Imagine Shara Aznable if he was less interesting. And still had a mask for reasons. So that brings us to this episode, or you would think it would, but this episode starts in media res. Like to the point where most of the times when I come to this point in the series, I end up going, did I miss an episode? Because the last one ended with Atherin and Kigali, like, waving at each other. Like, the last one freeze-framed on, like, Kigali doing a Baywatch jump into the <laughs> river because Kira
1: had come to save her. <laughs> that was with the-, the strike swimming again. To
2: be fair, it looked and like we- it was mostly walking underwater. But- the head floating
0: floating along. <laughs> Majestically. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but this one starts with that uh, stock image they like of the Buster doing its attack, where it puts two guns together to shoot something, and the Archangel is under attack.
0: Double Buster!
2: What did you guys think of this? Because like I said, I always find it kind of jarring. I wish there was some kind of setup here. It feels like we're missing a piece as to why
1: exactly they're under attack. I mean, obviously they're under attack because they're always under attack. But like you said, you open it up and it's like, did I miss something?
0: Yeah, a little bit of lead up. Of Atherin going, okay, we're going to attack the Archangel now, would be really nice.
2: I agree, but the more I think about it, we've kind of seen that scene a lot. This show's, like, standard operating procedure is, like, kind of slow stuff, some emotional stuff on the Archangel, cut to the bad guys, we're going to attack. Some more emotional stuff. Oh, no, we're under attack. This one skips it all. That's all stuff we've seen, especially with
0: Athern and his crew. I get that, but from the perspective of sequential storytelling, which it has been thus far, it's really confusing to not have that as, like, even a 10-second throwaway line of, like, begin the attack.
1: Because, like you said... We freeze-framed on, you know, Kigali being happy to see Kira showing up again. We didn't have anywhere close to them even being in the same zip well, code, really, of one another.
0: Because I've been running too many DD campaigns recently, this would be like me ending a scenario with, you wave goodbye to the Traveler, and the next thing starts with, you're being attacked by goblins. <laughs> what do you do?
1: uh that's
2: that's usually referred to as a normal D D session okay <laughs> i do get that i kind of agree but i also like that this episode kind of flips the normal pacing around it starts out with a super intense action scene and then we get a slow
0: scene yeah i get that i just like any sort of like again i thought i missed an episode that is a little too jarring anyway they're firing wombats
1: I still love that wombats are one of their weapons.
0: It doesn't really fit with the rest of the scheme because they have a bunch of, like, vaguely Germanic
2: opera things, and and the the main guns are Germanic operas. Also, the Archangel is getting its
0: ass kicked. Yeah, it does not fare well in this fight, all things considered.
2: The uh, four Gundams are doing their first assault on it since space, and they're doing a pretty good job despite not having Rao to tell them what to do. Kira is kind of stuck on the bridge of the ship, I guess, because he can't
0: fly like he could in space. Alternatively, they need the firepower oriented there.
1: I I think it's
0: implied that the strike can't fly.
2: It's been said.
1: Yeah, it it was actually said the strike can't
0: fly. Oh, is that why the other Gundams are like floating on little transport hovercraft ships? Yeah, so they can fly.
2: Yeah, uh, they have sort of original series Zaku style little jets for them to fly around on. So they've got mobility and they're surrounding the Archangel. It's actually a really nice combat scene. You get a good sense of like the... 3D space of the archangel as it's attacked from kind of
0: all sides but a bunch of its guns get knocked out i think it ends up losing some engines in this conflict
2: yeah uh nickel gets a shot on a valiant we see some crew members die and then we just see the Valiant falling off which is pretty cool the archangel is smoking and it's always going down and then we cut inside to kigali looking oddly wistful (laughs) as she's you know does a star trek bridge shake (laughs) And then we get this opening for, as I said the last time. Is there anything else
0: we want to say about this? About the opening?
2: Yeah. I think it's the worst one in Gundam Seed and maybe also Destiny. Destiny does pretty well in openings, despite not doing well on a lot of other stuff.
0: (laughs) Okay, so to be fair, I've only seen this and the first one, but it's definitely my less favorite of the two. Both the song and the animation, I feel, are just not quite as good. as. Actually, it's mostly (laughs) the same animation as the first one, but... It reuses a lot of the same animation as the first one, which does not give it any points in my opinion.
2: Yeah, we don't get a lot of new um, openings up. The third opening uses a lot of new animation, but then the fourth reuses a lot of that. And Gundam Seed Destiny's four
0: openings have a lot in common between them.
1: Makes me miss Waltfeld,
0: because he's still in this opening. Yeah, for like half a second with <laughs> his wife. I'm like, oh yeah, those characters, they were awesome. It's weird that this entire arc wasn't just them. Yeah, it, just desert to orb. Yeah, no, that would have been fine. We could have skipped the whole ocean thing. I mean, it could have just been
2: Kigali and Athern landing on an island, right? <laughs> or it could have been a desert island. Like an oh. oasis or something.
0: But <laughs> I mean, there are other ways it could have stranded them. So we come back from the opening. There's more Zaft Gundam shooting the ship. There's a damage report, which is something I always like. It exceeded 25%, whatever that means.
2: Notaril tells the people to tell the strike to attack the ghouls, which are the little flying things there. Unfortunately. On. So there's an awkward bit of exposition where Muriel is like, what are those? And she tells her. You'd think that even, but like,
1: when they first showed up, that information would have been relayed to. Lord I don't know firm.
0: that it would have been exceedingly important.
2: I mean, they need to tell the audience. Also, Cuzzy is panicking and hiding under his hands. Cuz, yay,
0: Cuzzy. Yeah, because Cuzzy's useless. <laughs>
2: The Aegis and the strike uh, exchange some fire, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then Izak in his duel yells, Ah, Atherin! He's mine! Get away! Atherin tells him not to be reckless because he doesn't know who he's talking
0: yeah, to. Yeah, which is like Isaac's whole character thing. It like, come on, Atherin. And then there's a pretty cool
2: shot of the strike walking on to Izak's ghoul as he charges right at him and shoots. I really like it because it makes it look like it takes Kira some effort, which is in good contrast to the next thing he does, which is he realized that the duel is just going to land on the archangel so he jumps up, and they have like the ninja Gaiden sword clash. Instead of like slashing through the duel, he slashes off his top of his beam saber to deactivate it. Which, which is, is probably the cool.
0: least defended part of the mobile suit because everything else has the phase armor, right?
2: But it looks like it takes a lot, an accurate shot, so it still looks impressive. Called shot. Top of beam saber. <laughs> disarm. Yeah, it's
1: a disarm action.
2: No, sorry, it's not a disarm action. It's a thunder action. <laughs> he then, uh, hey, did you just step on Mies the Duel to jump up to where the blitz is on its school, Which is, you know, it's all a very fluid motion. It's all a very coolly choreographed fight scene, which is great after some lame ocean battles. <laughs>
1: yeah, I really do enjoy it whenever they do something interesting like that.
2: And especially Isaac's face as he's being stepped on. <laughs> he's uh, like, he did takes,
0: that really just happen?
2: He takes a parting shot, but the strike barrel rolls to dodge gets up to uh nickel who's like oh gods as he gets shield bashed off his ghoul which kira then destroys <laughs>
0: just in case
2: instead of stealing and using in this fight it
1: seems like that would be a useful thing to have
0: uh my assumption is that he cannot control it because you know it's piloted by the enemy presumably I, there's a person piloting that ship i don't think there's a person
2: i think it's controlled by the mobile suit but i don't think the strike has that yeah OS it's probably on the Ron
0: comms channel
2: or something
1: Uh whatever I just thought he did it later, so that's why I was thinking that
2: He might, but I can't think of an instance. It seems like a thing that would happen, but I can't think of that. Well,
0: instance that's because he'll just one-handed hack it in the middle of the fight
2: <laughs> So now uh, there are only two things attacking the Archangel. though Kira uh, you know it does some heavy breathing, which again is cool because it shows that taking effort and At's like, man, I wonder what feats he took. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> Great
1: cleave. That's what he did there. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a mobile attack.
2: Because he, cause he uh, attacked, then moved, moved and, and then attacked, attacked again. again. <laughs> uh, then we see some drones with cameras, and we cut to orb and some news footage. We're like, yeah, we're showing you uh, footage of a battle taking place just 20 kilometers outside of our waters. And we're taking bets.
1: <laughs> you know, I don't think this footage is in the original.
2: I think it is. I rewatched the original. and I can't and remember. I didn't... I'm pretty sure it is. It might be slightly different. We also see the uh, orb navy kind of gathered up, and it's a couple battleships. And then we
0: cut to, like, Orb Congress, and we get our first shot of Lord Azumi. He's got a sweet square beard. He's literally the only distinctive-looking member of that council.
2: And he's kind of having, not an argument, but a discussion with them. Like, what should we be doing? Uh, Why are we broadcasting this? I don't see how it helps anyone. Although
1: that is actually a good question. Why are you live broadcasting
2: this? Although, well, do they have independent media? Yeah, that's what I
0: was wondering, because if they don't have independent media, the fact that they're able to just cut off the broadcast implies that they have full control of the media, which implies some interesting things about Orb as a civilization.
2: To be fair, my interpretation of this is it's a military camera filming it. Like we see military drones, so they can stop. Giving
0: the feed. That's yeah, what that's I fair.
1: thought as well, is that it's, it's a military reporter, basically. I
0: assumed it was Lois Lane at the <laughs> edge of the conflict zone.
2: <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty great, but there is, as far as I'm aware, oh, huh, huh, that's a spoiler. Um, and it's not nearly as cool as it should be. Someone becomes a reporter in Gundam Sea Destiny. Ah, uh, Yes.
0: But it's not nearly as cool as it should be. I remember who it is. Is it Nickel? (laughs) Yes, it's Nickel.
2: Green-haired Nickel, the (laughs) Zaf news captain.
0: (laughs) No, Nickel's going to die, almost definitely. He had the whole piano scene.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, good old Rambo, or Kisaka if you prefer, uh, tries to corner Kigali in an elevator, ask her what she's going to do, and she just, you know, is feisty at him, because
0: that's her job. Uh, to be fair, she responds to almost everything emotionally, right? Yeah, no, I, I like the character. Yeah, I guess my point is, it's very in-character. Yes. And then she's thinking about Atherin, and she's like, ah, Atherin's either going to kill us or be killed. But I like that guy. I spent a day on an island with him.
2: Yeah, he's not, he's not an asshole. Mostly. So we get some ships of the orb uh, fleet kind of getting closer, or rather, their archangel's being driven towards them, because he's like, yay, they're here to help! <laughs> uh, but Maru's like, oh, we need to get out of here before they destroy us with their <laughs> big open, guns.
0: <laughs> yeah, they'll open fire on us. And they're like, but we were orb citizens once, I think. Well, because he's like
2: that, Sai and Mirielia have a like meaningful look that I think is more like them being sort of demoralized
0: by the fact, more than them disbelieving it yeah realizing that they're no longer really welcome within their home territory basically yep.
2: and they get a message that basically says turn
0: around or we will blow you up and they're like hey we should turn around and everyone's like oh we should turn around Ooh, ooh.
2: well the archangel kind of can't because yeah. they would have to fly right past there the... they're currently being forced mm-hmm. into orb territory we also get a shot of the zaf submarine that they're launching this attack from and we see that ezak and nickel have been recovered i actually
1: kind of i actually like the fact that they show both of those mobile suits because it's been implied multiple times even though it all has also been ignored multiple times that n- these mobile suits can't function underwater and so in theory an open ocean would sink to the bottom
0: but they've got a submarine for dealing with that and yeah that's
1: my point is that yeah the sub shows that somebody has been nearby and retrieved both of them before they both went to crush depth
2: And Isaac is very amused by, like, what he sees as Orbs' naivete. I think his line here is, they're nuts. Yeah, that's what he said. So there's some nice tension building as uh, it's just sort of freezes on the warning being repeated. And we get a bunch of reaction shots. Kigali's angry, of course, because he is helpless. And uh, the guy whose name I can never remember with the curly hair is like, what do they mean neutral? They built the archangel. They which built is a all nice, of our stuff. Which is a nice reminder since we haven't seen that recently. So Kalgali goes over to Kazi, grabs his communicator, and Kagali's at the person.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well. Okay. She's basically like, "Don't worry, I'll handle this." And then proceeds to yell at him. <laughs> I'm like great, great job. Kigali. Yes. And,
2: and he's like, "Who are you?" And she's
0: like, "Who are you?"
2: She's very uh, player character in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> But then we get, you know, get the reveal that I guess everyone was expecting, where she's like, if you don't have the authority, get my father. Because my dad is the president, basically. And everybody has the same reaction of, what the hell? And and I'm like, I guess I wouldn't be able to pick up the Obama uh, girls out of a lineup, but it does seem kind of weird that
0: all these people from Orb never realized that. Or, like, even bother to, like, maybe take 10 seconds to verify a picture or something? Because they're on, like, a video call, Right. So, theoretically, they can see well, her. I- and I'm talking about, like, Kira and Cuzzy and... No, th- no, that's fair. Like, I don't expect them to really recognize her. But, like, hey. the military guy should be able to take 15 seconds to verify that it's her.
2: Yeah, well, especially because, in theory, she's probably listed as missing somewhere. <laughs> Although, I said earlier that I don't think Maru knows. I kind of do Rewatching this scene. Like, Maru doesn't seem surprised by this. Everyone else does, but... And we
0: don't get to see Moo or, uh... No,
2: we, we saw Moo and Kira's reaction of, wait, what's going on? <laughs>
1: i like busy all fighting, of, All but three of the main pilots got that question. We got too.
2: So Kigali's mad when they're like, uh, even if that's true, we uh, couldn't just do what you say because you don't have any evidence. Which I guess it, she could be an imposter.
0: Yeah, I just like, do you really want to take the chance of blowing up an important diplomat? And then we get a great Diarca
2: line as the Archangel shakes and we cut the is like, don't worry, I'll blow him up before they get there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I... I <laughs> and then Mu chases him around in the
1: Skygrasper
2: Because Mu and Diarca are eternal rivals, apparently. No, I thought,
1: I thought Diarca had uh, re- been reassigned and a no. new rival of the Archangels Gottfrieds. <laughs> oh, he has
2: another rival that he's faced once before and will face again shortly that we forgot, which is Gravity. <laughs> which is going to be in a handicap match in a little bit. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Atheron tells Diarca to like go around and attack him from the other direction so they don't end shoot into Orb, and he's like, How can I do that? Which is a good point, but while he's distracted, Kira manages to line up a shot and take out his ghoul. How
0: ghoulish of him.
2: <laughs> uh, and uh see so that then's when Gravity and Moo team up, but he gets a parting shot with that animation they that love so much and manages to take out the Archangel's engines, which I actually like a lot. It's a nice I, I, dynamic bit of one... him falling. It's only one part of the in Archangel's engines. Well, presumably, they've been, they say engine one and two are hit, and presumably they are already down one. And so the Archangel can't uh, take maintain altitude and starts falling. Kira jumps up and has a nice little exchange with Atherd, but it doesn't amount to anything. They dodge and block. I
0: was going to say, Diarca is playing some form of fate and succeeded with a penalty there.
1: <laughs> and the Archangel is nosing in badly into orb territory.
2: And Kisaka says, uh, don't worry, the uh, Sixth Fleet is very good with artillery. <laughs> when, and here's where I think Maru knows what's going on, because she doesn't act panicked. She's certainly concerned. So then uh, the orb battleships shoot a whole ton of missiles around the Archangel, but not so much at the Archangel.
0: Why, though? I'm really confused. They're like, we're going to exercise our right to defend ourselves, and then... It's Is actually it? kind of an
1: obvious thing, and I think Atherin, you, We get a shot of Athron Yeah, Athrun being really annoyed and backing just off. just sway Yeah, it's aft. it's basically saying no. We they're putting on so show. Yeah, they can say no. We sunk them. See, we we see how all these guns we shot at them and, and stuff. Yeah, we totally sunk them. We had like ten ships over here, and yeah, we we totally did all that. Oh. And Atherin already kind of figured it out as he was above yeah. them and pulling back, and he saw sh- that. Orbs not sinking them. Orbs and after the eye out. catch,
0: we actually get the president saying, now that was quite a farce. And I somehow missed that line the first time I watched this. So yeah. We
2: well, get the eye catch already, which I guess it's an action scene. Those go pretty quick. But that one goes by really quick for me because it starts fast. They kind of get all their stuff in. And it's a real good action scene. There's some uh, stock shots, especially of the buster. Some of the strike and the aegis as well. But it all works together really well. And they have lots of really good uh, gags, I guess, in there. In particular, that uh, shot of the strike jumping off the duel. Yeah, I I really like its uh, mobile attack moment. (laughs) And the sunder.
0: Hey there, it's the guy who talks to you in the middle of an episode of Gundam Seed Podcast. It's a Gundam. So we finally reach Orb, which marks about the halfway point in the episode, and that's kind of cool, which means you're halfway done listening to this podcast, except also we're doing Destiny and also some other stuff. I'm going to keep this one kind of short because I don't think we have a lot to say this week. You know, generally, hey, thanks for keeping up on our Discord and stuff, and also the general plugs. Give us a review on iTunes, it really helps get the show out there and, like, gives you more nerds to talk about the show with, theoretically. Or hit us up on Twitter, at LTOVGundam, or at LTOVGtyler, because I think I'm taking over posting of these episodes to the Twitter sphere. Also, check out Last Time on Video Games. I think our most recent episode at the time that I'm recording this was on Max Payne, uh, which was kind of like the progenitor of bullet time in video games, or at least the one that made it really popular. And Jumpstart Weekly's most recent episode was about Overlord, which is something I've been excited about for a while. Yep, that's uh, pretty much about it. I'm going to let you guys get back to some depressed Archangel crew and some political maneuvering, which is always a fun thing.
2: We cut to Izumi. He's like, oh, that was quite a farce. But we didn't really have another choice. And then they even talk about how's our official statement coming along. And like, there's lots of pol- political drama stuff. But, like, we have a second draft ready. I like the political things. I mean,
1: part of it is the uh, my like of Battletech and politics is a big thing in Battletech. I mean, um, I love that about Gundam as well. That is a very weird looking shot of Representative Alpha. It's because his forehead's cut off. Well, he, 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 it looks like his face, face got longer. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just the, you paused it on the right moment of animation for
2: him to look really derpy. It's cool political stuff, and we'll get to see Zaf's reaction to it, too, through our main characters. Uh, as he's leaving, he uh, someone says, the ship's more trouble than it's worth, and he kind of attacks them for being like, well, shouldn't have built it then.
0: Yeah, it's like, aha, take that, other random person in the room. Got you there. Well, he's
2: right. It's
1: like, that's more trouble than, than it's worth. Well, then why'd you build it in the first place?
2: So then we cut to Anagaro Island, which is Orb is basically like Japan; it's an island nation. And this seems to be mostly military bases. The Archangel is escorted there, and Kisaka basically says they won't be able to be detected by satellite or anything there.
1: And we get a shot of uh, Kira standing on
2: the back of the Ever-
1: ship, watching the battleships and escorting Mubin them.
0: angsty. It, it's lo- it more looks like everyone's
1: tired
2: to me. That's, we also get
1: a shot of Flay. That's looks- the shot I I was thinking of because the way he's sitting on the uh, on the back of is it an ammo crate? Um, not, some sort of supply he's, crate. He's sitting on the back of, like, a supply crate, and it just looks like, you know, that moment of just pure exhaustion of, I'm not gonna go get changed, I'm just going to make myself at least semi-comfortable and
2: sit here.
0: Not even combined with gravity could I shoot that guy down. Uh, so, Kisaka actually introduces
2: himself for the first time. He's a colonel. In the Sixth Ground Legion. I think he's a lieutenant Legion. colonel. I think it said he was a lieutenant
0: colonel. Ah. Millie's like, Kakali's real. That's... <laughs>
2: So, Maru asks, hey, what should we expect to happen next? She's like, uh, well, you should ask the person you're about to meet, because the president's coming. And then we cut to Isaac being mad about the official orb announcement, which I kind of love,
0: because it's Isaac. And they're like, really? It already took off? Already? Really? Well,
1: I mean, everybody knows that, yeah, they're lying through their teeth, but from an official
0: standpoint... They can't do anything without it being one seen of as an act of war.
1: Uh, it's a situation of, yeah, we totally know you're lying, but we can't prove it, so we have to
0: go to war with you to force you to prove it. Isaac throws out a line about like maybe they're taking advantage of us because we have no, a young that's, commander. That's,
2: Isaac's oh, just being mad and uh you know impotent. Uh is getting little barbs in. That's but because he's Diarka.
0: My thing is though, aren't Isaac and Di- or and uh Athrin, like the same age? He's not saying that,
1: you know, younger than me. He's saying young as in like not a commander like Ralu
2: Crusade or Someone Captain who's inexperienced they might fall for Okay,
0: forward. so I read that as still being salty over the fact that Isaac didn't
2: oh, I think me. there's a little bit of that in there, for sure. Okay. but
0: I'm like, I don't see how that would change if Isaac was in charge.
2: I mean, certainly, this conversation is about how there's, you know, not exactly great respect for Atherne. Atherne's like, hey, there, there's nothing we can do about it. Yelling won't do anything, will it? I, I actually kind of love that, this exchange, because
1: this is also kind of the first instance we see of Atherne... Standing up for himself? Being a commander. Because he's putting Isaac in his place without raising his voice or anything like that, just saying, you know, if we sit here and bitch about it, it's not going to change anything. If we storm in there, we're going to screw everything up and basically declare war on them for our nation.
2: Yeah. And also, but like he's saying they have a giant military, it'll be a lot worse than Heliopolis. But as he's saying it, he kind of flashes back to Kigali, who was impacted by Heliopolis. So we also see he's kind of developing his view on the world. And Isaac kind of sarcastic is like, well, isn't that a cool headed decision? Oh, Atherin. I mean, I'm sorry, commander, which is very challenging. And Derek is like, well, should we just uh, like hang out and not do anything? But, you know, Atherin comes up with a plan of sorts, at least, where he's like, well, we'll, ha- we'll apply political pressure. Uh, but if that doesn't work, we'll sneak in. And everyone's kind of surprised by that. Well, it, it shuts them
1: up for a moment. It's a not a bad idea. Of course, they're not specialist infiltrators
2: or spies, so it seems really dangerous. They're Captain's America, though. (laughs) (laughs) They gotta have, like, stealth skills. And also, we don't know what their military training was like. They did infiltrate Heliopolis to steal the guns. That's a different situation. Sneaking around and spying
1: on stuff is much, much different than sneaking in, blowing everything up, and running away
0: with equipment. True. Well, then, Isaac responds with, okay, I'll go along with your plan. This is, like, you really are the son of the president, right? I'm like, I, is that supposed to be a backhanded compliment or yeah, an I'm not, actual compliment? I can hear it both ways. I'm not sure. Like, I, do, I don't know how much respect this team has for the current president, because obviously the president's about to be ousted, right? And, like, we know that, but I don't know that they know that, so... Well, yeah.
2: Uh, he's actually even like, but if it was my... If we were doing it my way, we would just be fighting, but I guess we can sneak. And he's like, and besides, maybe I'll get to see the strike pilot's face. Which is, you know, very Izak move. Uh, it it kind of helps define Izak as, like, being focused on honor. Not that he's honorable, but he has a real sense of, like, the traditional Japanese Bushido one-on-one combat Well, that's stuff. why he
0: kept the scar, right? Yeah.
2: He he sees Kira as his eternal rival who he has to be, even though he doesn't know who he is.
0: <laughs> and Diarka sees gravity all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One of the shots is, like, after after Izak says that, Atherin has kind of a uh, expression of, you know, son of a bitch, oh crap.
2: Well, I think and it's more like an awkward, like, because he
1: knows Kira. And it's a weird. Well, the, the, my reaction, I think, the other way around, just because of that. And Nickel picks up on it. Like, he knows that Athren knows more than he's letting on regarding the Strikes
2: pilot. I think he's figured that part out. Nickel's definitely the quiet, obser- uh, observational guy,
0: right? Yeah, I guess my thing, I was going to say it's because he's not a sack of bricks, but I guess no one on this team is really stupid. He's just a lot less impulsive than everyone else. He's more level headed,
2: especially than Isaac. Well, D'Arc is pretty level-headed, too. He's just kind of excitable.
0: Well, I, I think he's a little too partisan.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, that, they're the two groups at the lunch table, right? Because this is a high school anime with giant <laughs> robots. Uh, so the, you know, Tal, Muralia, Sai, and Kezi are talking about how weird it is to be an orb. And Kezi's like, I wonder if we'll be able to, like, leave the ship. You know, go on like, take leave for a little bit. Uh, Kezi at least is smart enough to know that they're not going to be allowed to be discharged. Yeah. And the Helmsman's like, oh, there's not a 0% chance of that happening. <laughs> it's like, we we're going to have to be here a while to be repaired, but like Orb is a weird nation politically, so who knows? Kira comes in. He also just looks tired here, but it's hard to tell if he's tired or forlorn or a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both. Uh, then we cut to the Orb Ministry of Defense, where the president is meeting with Moo, uh, Maru, and the And then we cut back to the kids who, you know, are like, we have family here. And the doctor's like, you want to see your family? What's wrong with you kids? (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I I think he's just making conversation. He says, I hope you
0: get to. And then Kira's all angsty about that. Are his parents dead? No, he just, we'll
2: see in the future. He doesn't want to meet his parents. Ah. Uh, But he goes to Flay. He's like, hey, do you want to go out? And she's like, no, my dad's dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you recall, hint, hint.
2: She also learned that her mom's dead as well. And she has a house at orb, but there's no one there because her family's dead. And I actually really like this scene just because it kind of helps reiterate to us that, like, Kira is Flay's only human connection right now. Although, to be fair, she kind of did that to herself. Oh, yeah, right? she kind of cut herself off. Definitely. But again, in a moment of, like, depression. Like, I would And, like, I feel like Mirielia would be her friend if she reached out, but she's a dumb teenager who doesn't realize who that. Do
0: that. And, and meanwhile, <laughs> Millie and Toll are, like,. Ba- basically just like mature individuals who like know what the shit's going on
1: then there's a really random shot of this <laughs> woman like marching across the top of hangar gantries i don't know i think is I she think the mechanic who helped mechanic build the, or the or ship or something like that probably
2: no she's just like kagali's Like, the person who raised her, kind of. Okay. Like, the living maid. She is a super minor character. It just, it's super, it looks like it's super important because it's super
1: zoomed in and then zooms out. It's like, yeah, see?
2: She's not Erica Simmons. We will meet her next episode.
1: Then we go back to the meeting between the
2: commanding officers and the president. And he's like, hey, we told everyone we chased you away. And Moo's like, yeah, you didn't save us because your daughter's on board, right? And then we cut to this maid, like, see, Kigali, who looks all sheepish. She's like, hey, I didn't run away or anything. (laughs) I took a bodyguard. She's bad at being hugged. This is the first time we see that. Uh, and then, uh, Atha gets mad at Moo for, like, even suggesting this in a way that, like, Moo was saying, that's not the case, right? But, I mean, he
0: comes up as very gruff. Yeah, and basically the person is like, my daughter, screw that. That ship is, is expensive and you guys almost wrecked it. I think it's, uh, important to note
1: here that, uh, this is also the f- only the second time we've ever seen Moo actually having all of his uniform tidy and you know, in line and not with the sleeves rolled up and the buttons undone. Shows yeah. you how serious this is.
2: Yeah, yeah he can get serious. Uh, this is also intercut with made like stripping Kigali. We don't get to see anything because that was the last episode. <laughs> but I don't know why they thought this was necessary. I think, yeah, I'm not a super fan of it either. Maybe because it's more visually interesting than people staring at each other from a table. And Kigali get, did get bring up brought up. And so Izumi says, hey, I did think about just letting you uh, all get sunk to protect my people, which, uh, you know, Maru and Mu kind of just like accept what he's saying. But Nataro clearly takes
0: offense to him being honest about it. I mean, she's a humanist. She's just inordinately logical about it. (laughs) Uh, And Maru apologizes for the awkward ass
2: situation where a bunch of civilians from a different country got entered into her military, kind of because of her.
1: Well, she kind of conscripted them, but not really,
0: but kinda yeah. I mean she did give give them the option to drop them off, right?
1: Yeah, but it's kind of a weird situation. They got they signed up due to her basically
2: dragging them on board. Well, because Kira needed to be there, right? <laughs> Lord assuming says, Yeah, no, our nation sucks too. And then, you know, he just is like, hey, we're neutral because we don't we don't believe in genocides. Although well, I do want to point out they keep shot pointing
1: to the Archangel and showing shots of it. And I gotta say, looking at a lot of the damage, that thing is months in dry dock to fix everything, but they're gonna get it done in like two weeks.
0: Super orb technology.
2: Uh, And that's, you know, he's like, hey, well, we need need to be stronger to, you know, protect our ideals. He understands what Kigali does not, which is that you can't protect anything with just your feelings, exclamation point. Depends. Mm. Are your feelings just what
1: you're calling your gun? (laughs) Because if that's the case, you can protect a lot of people with feelings.
0: Take my love, my hate, and all of my sorrow. <laughs>
1: Seriously? That's what you named your guns? Yes.
2: So Lord Azumi basically says, uh, so the reason we didn't sink you is that we want the strikes combat data, and we also we also want the cooperation of Kuriyamato in technical development.
0: Because apparently he can program one-handed. That's useful.
2: Yeah. Have you seen his OS axe? I don't know how I know about those. Kisaka could have told me a lot of this, but probably not that. <laughs> uh, but uh, Maru gets up to kind of like protest, but then he just does a steely-eyed stare back, and we don't see how it resolves.
0: I've been working on my headshots. I well, steel. Uh, what's his
2: name?
1: Uh, Mu actually gives Maru kind of a side-eye after when he mentions that we want Kira's help with the technical cooperation and all that. Kind of like, I know
2: she's not going to react well to this information. <laughs> I wonder what she's going to do. So then we get uh, Kigali all princessed up again, uh, being walked through the corridors of the Archangel.
0: Flay <laughs> is super surprised by this Flay- for some reason.
2: Flay is super jealous, I think, and like kind of upset. And we see Kira kind of like, ma- not quite male gaze follow her. It's hard to tell if it's curiosity or interest, but Flay notices and gets very upset. I think it's a little bit of both could be he's got that smile is almost like ha ha like a teasing smile but it could be just an ah yeah smile i guess i I think i guess she would know which was which right Flay? i think it is
1: kind of a little bit of both though given especially you know thinking about when he and her ran into waltfeld she got dressed up by waltfeld's wife
0: and he remembered how embarrassed she was by that
1: yeah having dealt with her a couple of times realized that she doesn't really care to get all dressed up like that, and so basically to be paraded through the corridors, he probably recognizes it and is kind of, you know, silently laughing
0: at her. So at least the expression they uh, gave him during that scene looked more just mildly surprised or bemused to me, so.
2: But, but Flay clearly gets very jealous, because like I said, the only person in the world attached to her is looking at another girl.
1: Despite the fact that it uh, seems more like it's just a
2: friend eh. a
1: friend laughing at a friend situation, That's that's what I got out of it.
2: So then we cut to Maru, Moo, and Nataral discussing things. Um, Nataral is against it, uh, but Moo is like, what, should we get off and swim? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I,
1: I, will, I love Moo Mu so much with
2: stuff like that. Nataral suggests
1: paying for the repairs, which I'm pretty sure Moo responds with,
2: with what? Yeah, what money? Well, to be fair, they could probably get the military to like reimburse them or something, but it's Maru who responds with, like, you know the situation's more complicated than that, Ra- right? Like Zaft has got to be upset with them. And if we don't go along with things, we might
0: end up being led right to them. Also, this use all their money with Frank Total Legit Waterman. <laughs> well, no,
2: Kisaka paid for that.
0: So or paid that. for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's more in sunk cost into the Archangel. Yeah. So Nataral says, like, well, I don't have the authority to overrule you, but I'm against it and I'll bring it up at headquarters. And here we really see what uh, Nataral's tragic flaw, which is she's too inflexible and she's too by the book. Because clearly they're they're doing the only thing they can here.
1: Yeah, because turning around and saying no basically just gets you kicked out on your rear without any kind of repairs. And and you pretty much sink immediately. I mean, they seem like they're able to float, but... Well, I mean, you sink immediately because all the uh, other Gundams show up, blow even more holes in you. Despite (laughs) to fill in the holes that are already
2: there, then you sink. So, Mu's like, yeah, that's not all she's gonna bring up either, I know. And, but, which at least seems to amuse Maru a little bit. And they're like, man, it sucks to be Kira, but what are we gonna do? Uh, and then Maru, like, collapses in exhaustion. So, Moo's you know. like, friend Pat. <laughs> but she's like, stop it, that's sexual harassment. And Moo's <laughs> reaction is amazing. He's like, I did not realize I wielded this power <laughs> staring at his
1: hands. His expression is great, because he's just, he's so confused. <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm not sure if I should be happy, confused, or what's going on. Is that, is or that flirting or on? a threat?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's so great. So then the episode ends with Kira walking the strike over to uh, another hangar to do hey, science, presumably. I'm pretty sure I saw that exact location in Evangelion
1: at <laughs> the beginning of the show with all the tanks on it. <laughs> you know,
2: it does have a cool rock wall that opens. Oh, I was thinking about the road. Ah.
0: And the Gundam looks pissed as the door opens, actually. And, and
2: actually, we don't end there. We uh, get another scene with some uh, Solid Snake scuba divers coming up on a cliff. Uh, they take off their scuba gear to reveal it's Ather and the team. And we get you know end on the Amos line of one of the spies reaching out and saying, Welcome
0: to the land of peace. Now let's screw that up.
2: <laughs> Not for long.
1: He's kind of got that expression of, Welcome to the land of peace. We're going to blow it up. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right. So that's episode 25. What did you guys think?
1: Huh. I see it's connection, connecting points, and I actually know where things go from here, but it's a little bit on the slow side. Uh, there's political drama, which I really enjoy, and I actually really like what it sets up oh, the, you here.
2: See, but this one's a little... It's weirdly paced because the the beginning goes super fast. Yeah, up the to first half catch.
0: is super fast, and that... the second half is way slower. And it's the reverse of the usual pacing. I actually don't think that it, the episode itself was su- super slow. I think the second half feels really slow by comparison to the first half. But it's not really much slower than the normal slow points of the show. But I think
2: what my problem, and uh, this is not really fair to this episode, because I think this one is pretty good. We're going to get two more slow episodes after this, and Gundam Seed's pacing is usually really, really good. But here's the one place I think it kind of falls on its ass.
0: <laughs> Too much political intrigue. Oh, no. I'm excited for political intrigue, so we'll see what happens um, there.
1: It's not nearly as much political intrigue as I would have liked.
2: Ah. Uh. Yeah, next episode is my least favorite in the series. And that, that's why you want extra people on to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> so there's a tease for next week. Um, So,
0: well, we do high points, low points and stuff here. So, Tyler, what's your high point for this episode? Thinking on it, I actually think it's the scene where Kira brings some food to Flay and they have, like, a legit conversation about stuff. And Kira's like, oops, all orphans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Zach? Zach? The conversation with the pilot, with the uh, commanding officers, and Lord Izumi—it was a pretty close toss-up between that and the uh, mobility attack. But the yeah. conversation—I like the intrigue and in how that all
2: plays out. And it's nicely what tense. What it means, and we talk about economy of characters a lot. Lord Izumi's
0: personality gets across very quickly because it's like here are all the things I considered doing, but I didn't do any of those things. Like he's very—he's not blunt, but he's very forceful. Well, and it also shows later that Maru is able to lead through... Like, she's not been portrayed as maybe the most competent leader, but it shows that she's at least able to, like, read the political lies.
1: I don't know that I'd, I'd say that it hasn't been that she's the most competent leader. She's not as cutthroat as another, like...
2: She's maybe be. a better diplomat than she'd... Or maybe she'd be a better diplomat than a battle
1: military captain. Cause she's actually, because, you know, when we first are introduced, she's basically in logistics. She's not really a combat
0: commander, which is and, fine. And if you notice, in a lot of the bridge combat, Natara actually the one giving orders. So. Oh, that's because
1: she's in the B D. She's she's in charge of the B D C. That's kind of normal.
2: Uh, I'm just going to take the easy one then and say that sweet Sunder move. It's the Sunder of the beam saber more than the jump afterward. Though that's very good, very classic Gundam, and it's very dynamic. It feels like a whole through line of the combat. It feels very natural. It feels like Kira's like
0: observing his surroundings and that was going to be advantage of them. That was my second choice for high point, actually. So, and I think also Zach's, so... (laughs) All right, so low points. Tyler, what are you thinking? Uh, The awkward undressing Kigali for no apparent reason scene. It's not even sexy. Like, not that it
2: should be, but we've seen Kigali in lingerie
0: now, so... Like, I, I feel like a throwaway line of, like, we need to get you into your royal attire would be fine. Zach?
1: That's kind of a hard one because I don't know that I, I'd say that I think that anything has a particularly really, really bad low point in this episode. There are a few slower moments in it, sure, but like, I I don't know, maybe I think the conversation regarding everybody's families, but even that is, like, that actually is meaningful.
0: Yeah, like, part of my problem is a lot of the slow point, like, even the stuff where there's no dialogue, it's like showing how utterly exhausted everyone is. Can I just say Cuzzy? Yeah, because yes, yes,
2: he is—is Cuzzy is the low point of Gundam Seed? Stay tuned, because like I said, next episode is my least favorite, and I don't think Cuzzy's in it. But
1: <laughs> well, like throughout this entire episode, he hasn't really—he
2: he did it even less than he normally does. He I'm... cowered, and then he—he's the one who brings whined. up going home, right? Yeah. So like, and that is an important conversation point. Like, I—that's
1: why I'm having a hard. time. Time is it? there's a lot of those where it's like, yeah, this would be a lower point, but maybe, maybe I, not
0: the low point. <laughs> no,
1: you know what? I'm gonna go with the infiltration for the zapped guys because it seems like it's just kind of shoehorned in there, yeah, it's a bit too fast, and for reasons that come up later that I don't
2: want to go into what it means, annoy me. Oh, so it's pretty hard for me to come up with something too. Because Isaac's great. I keep thinking about Isaac. Nickel, like,
0: even Nickel screaming and not doing anything <laughs> is great. Um, yeah, no. That the problem with like this episode did not have very many low points. Like it had I, a a dip, but none of it was like bad. Well, the thing I, is,
1: even all the moments that you might consider slow were in Im- or low are important moments, and there wasn't any Im- instances
2: of really bad animation or anything like that that we can easily point to Well, i think i got one though and i've kind of talked about this before but gundam seed was an attempt to have like more active female characters and i really like flay but zach keeps calling her a bitch and i get that (laughs) interpretation even though i really don't like when he says that i understand i think they sort of fail to get her perspective across she comes off as frequently antagonistic and kigali is starting to come off not quite as incompetent But sort of that classic womanly, she doesn't think enough, she's too feely. And, like, I like how emotional Kigali gets, but it's starting to seem like just, like, a real weakness and, like, she can't do a lot. Like, she's just got shut down. Here, like, she tries to save the Archangel, but her speech has nothing to do with them
0: getting saved. Yeah, she's like that PC who keeps rolling really low on all of her diplomacy checks. You? And accidentally keeps, yeah, and accidentally keeps yelling at the people that she's trying to be di- diplomatic towards. <laughs> I just wish she seemed more capable. Yeah, and actually, like, like, like what is Kigali good at? So, and my impression of Flay as, like, the scheming manipulator has actually kind of gone away in recent episodes. That she's, like, kind of come out of her funk, maybe not even come out of her funk a little bit, but she's, like, been given she's some more... She's
2: gone to, like, the next stage of grief, right? She's yeah. not nearly as feisty. She's yeah, a she... lot...
0: She's been given a lot more humanizing moments that shows that she's, like, really trying to cope with a traumatic loss. Like, there, I forget when it was. It was actually probably only, like, three or four episodes ago where she, like, realized what she had done to her social relationships on the ship. And, like, like there was a moment of, ah, shit, I've screwed myself over. And that did a lot towards making her seem less like the Cersei Lannister of this world to me. I just really don't like Flay. <laughs>
2: I mean, the more I watch the series, the more I do like Flay. Tyler, can you open a file for me? It should be in the Dropbox. It's called Game. Called Game? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so we're going to start playing a game on this series. Zach knows the rules. I'm going to see if the audience can guess the rules before we get to the midway point of this game. Uh, the current score is 3 minutes and 54 seconds. Okay. What's going on will be revealed. Um, okay. But it starts with this episode. And it's about 10 episodes from now, I'll tell you what's going on. We'll see if you can guess. Uh, we've mentioned this, like, on our other podcast, but before this one was a gleam in our eye, so you probably don't remember. But, so everyone knows, the current score is 3 minutes and 54 seconds.
0: Okay, and we have a bunch of time stamps. Yeah, that's for my work. That, that's my math. Okay, yeah, I don't really see what's going on here, because I have one that's, like, 39 and 17, but they're, like, on one line. I don't get it.
1: Don't worry about it. The score is 3 minutes 54
2: seconds.
0: Okay. Is All that reused animation time? No,
2: that would be a fun game, too. Uh, but that wouldn't have started this episode.
0: Okay. I'm trying to think what started this episode. That's
2: All right. <laughs> so anything else we want to say about this episode? It's better than the next one. I'm not super looking forward to that, but I do love the third opening sequence. So we get to we so look forward help. to that.
0: <laughs> There's and light got, at the beginning of the tunnel.
2: We get Erica Simmons and the Astray Girls, which are characters I want to like.
0: I have no idea who these I wish are. they were involved more.
2: Yeah, I think they're characters that were heavily detailed in the story bible and they didn't have time to really get to them. That's the feeling I get. They're like Kigali. No, Kigali gets plenty of time. She just doesn't do much. I meant that even when they actually do start doing anything, they never do anything. (laughs) All right. How do we end this podcast? Uh, Zach, I know how we end. How do we do that for that? What's the next episode title? Oh, we rank a mobile site. Do we have any mobile suits to rank? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think we're good on mobile suits, actually. We'll get one next week, sort of. Uh, we got the four Gundams. We got the Strike. Do we want to put the Skygrasper on here? I like it's the It's not sp- already on there? No. We also haven't seen the uh, Ale Skygrasper yet. The Ale Sky... How would it even do that? Oh, we don't have the uh, the artillery suit from the desert. We could put that on there, too. Like I said, we haven't seen the Ale Strike yet, but...
1: The Ale Skygrasper.
2: Yeah, Skygrasper.
1: We have seen the Ale
0: Grasp that Ale. There's only, I think, one more appearance of the Zoot. I, like, don't remember. Are they just the things that sit on top of the tank and shoot random artillery? Okay. I don't even remember what those look like. I remember that they existed. I am trying to blink, too. (laughs) All right, so let's put the Skygrasper
2: on. Do we like it more than the Mobius Zero? It does have the cool thing where it can attach the strike packs. I don't think we need to rate the three different Skygraspers. We rate that as one unit. I really like the Skygrasper.
1: I like its appearance as just a plane. It reminds me a lot of, like, an F-15
0: or something like that. I actually like the Mobius Zero a little, a little bit more because it's, like, slightly more futuristic. Like you get a lot more screen time of Moo in the Sky Grasper. I so. like the
2: gun barrels in the Mobius Zero a lot, but I like the combined arms feel that the Sky Grasper brings. I think I, like, might like the Mobius Zero more, too, though. I'm trying to think. I,
1: I just like the effect of the Sky Grasper granting more, like idea and combine like jeremy said combine arms because it can equip the striker packs
0: well it's a clearly more effective weapon overall right? yeah i
2: think i like it a little more than the mobius zero but i don't think i oh no it's the blitz above it i thought the buster was above it how do we think it compares to the blitz the blitz is not my favorite gundam i'll tell you that for free
0: which one is the blitz the black one nickel it's got got stealth power
2: i do like that shield weapon thing and it got to do a cool thing this episode
0: and then (laughs) nickel uh, just screamed like a little kid uh, i
2: I think I like the Skygrasper, but it's
1: hard to say if I like the Skygrasper more than the Blitz because the, the pilot's, pilot's cooler.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, but think think about Kigali in a Skygrasper. No, is so Sky Sky still pretty so cool. It's still better than Nickel. It does get uh, that cool thing where it shoots the grappling hook and then lowers the sword and rams something. Yeah, I, I just, like, the
1: Blitz is kind of cool with that whole stealth aspect, but I really like the implication for the Skygrasper giving more... Like combined arms and working with the strike and working with a unit, whereas the Blitz just kind
2: of seems like... We're going to see some real cool stuff along those lines in a we, couple episodes.
1: We did something. See, look, here's here's this thing.
0: Actually, it would make me really happy if Kira at some point tosses up whatever pack he has and the Sky Grasper catches it and then starts using it. So how do we think it compares to the Legau, which is the Super Baku that good old Andy all felt gets? It's a pretty sweet vehicle frankly.
2: I really like the Legau, so... I don't think I like the Legau as much as either of you. I would prefer the Skygrasper, but are you both in favor of the Legau?
0: Not necessarily. I, I just... Mean, I'm not super fan of, like, the quadrupedalness of it. That's right. I mean, it seems like an inefficient design when you... Well, actually, it seems like the more reasonable design for real-world applications, but it seems less cool, especially in a mm, universe where you have bipedal On robots. the other hand, like,
2: the Sky Grasper is the most reasonable real-world design, right, of anything we've seen. That is true. Maybe the Archangel if you could have a flying battleship.
0: That's true. Are we ever going to put the Archangel on this list? Because... I mean, we flirted
2: with having a battleship list, remember? Ah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: we could have the Archangel in the Dominion.
2: <laughs> also,
0: that other one. The Eternal
1: one day. That, that That's a joke that you won't get for a while. I like it more than the Legale. What do you guys think? I like the Legau more. Because I like that command feel that the Legale brings being the dual
0: cockpit. Again, it's also kind of hard to separate because, like, just based on aesthetic appearance, I think I prefer the Legau. Well, that's fine.
2: That's a Uh, perfectly valid measure.
0: And then also, given that it's Waldfeld and his wife piloting it like badasses, it bumps it up that little bit more for me.
2: All right. Guy Grasper will go at number seven, below the Legau and above the Blitz. So next week, we are going to watch episode 27. Yes, you heard me right. There's a clip episode in the original series that we skip. You wouldn't be able to tell, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a clip episode we're skipping. I can't remember what that one's called, but we're watching episode 27, Endless Rondo. It's, like I said, it's the introduction of Erica Simmons. She's a character.
0: Cool. Uh, have you noticed that? I Oh, no. I feel like the Japanese use the word Rondo a lot more than we do. I think it's just serendipity because we, we played Rondo of Blood not too long ago. And Zach was mentioning Rondo of something or other cross
2: and Rondo of angel and dragons. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) Maybe they like Rondes. Maybe we just don't talk about dances very often. That's true. I think that it might just be an Americans don't use the word Rondo very often more than Japan uses it a lot. Hopefully you'll uh, catch us next time. uh, If you'd like to check out our other podcast last time on video games where we talk about old video games, you can see that at our website, www.lasttimeonvideogames.com. If you want to review us on iTunes, that always helps. Five stars would be great. Uh,
0: Four stars is a death
2: sentence. Don't do it, guys. Five stars, like the five Gundams. You know, some of them aren't great, but all (laughs) five are important. (laughs) Anything else we want to say before next week, guys? Hopefully, we'll have a guest to help talk about not a great episode. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It's got a real cool ending, but... (laughs) <laughs> but not a great episode. No, I almost wondered if we could skip it. I don't think we can. More than enough happens to cover it. Especially with it having that new opening, which I like
0: a lot. As That's reason enough to watch it, I think. Although it'll still be there the week after.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys then. It's a Godzilla! Bye!
1: Kind of surprising. I never expected them to start this soon.
0: Yeah, that's something we can be thankful for in this place. Good morning, crew. Morning, Captain. Good morning, Morning, Captain. Captain. Thanks for watching, things. Where's Ensign Yamato? What is it? Captain, request permission to use the Lopengren. Uh. Very well, see to it.
2: This has been a Last Podcast production, copyright 2019.